My name is Jeremy Devins, and this is the Quiet Mind Astrology Podcast with the weekly horoscope from February 8th, 2021. And this week we've got three significant transits happening, and the first one is a new moon on Thursday the 11th in Capricorn in Danishta Nakshatra. We'll talk all about what that means, and it's a stellium. This is a pileup of planets in one sign and this hasn't happened in 60 years, and it won't happen again for 60 years. So this is a significant transit and a big turning point in the year. Then on Friday the 12th, we have Sun moving to Aquarius. And on Saturday the 13th, Rahu and Ketu move to new nakshatra. So they're still in the place that they've been, exalted. Rahu is in Taurus, but it moves to the Rohini nakshatra. And K2 is still in Scorpio, but it moves to the Jaisha nakshatra. And of course, the nakshatras are the 27 divisions of the sky. So it gets very specific in Vedic astrology beyond just the signs. So of course, there's the 12 signs, just like in Western astrology. But then there's the 27 nakshatras. These are smaller divisions. And even within those, there's padas. So there's four more divisions of each of these 27, making 108 in total. So there's a lot of division and specificity we can go into with each of these transits. And we're going to talk about the new moon in Capricorn in more specificity than usual because this is such a big event. The stellium is when several planets come together in one sign. And again, this one in Capricorn like this has not happened since 1962. And if you think back to the 60s, as I've talked about in recent episodes, this was a time of big cultural transition the early 60s, it was just sort of swelling up. And by the end of the 60s, of course, everything was in a quite different cultural uh, landscape, particularly in America, in Western culture. And I think we're going to continue to see that this decade of the 2020s. And we're in this big transitional phase where uh, the World Economic Forum just met recently, and they are majorly influential in world events, and they're wanting to move to a carbon-neutral world in the very near future, by 2030, to have a world where, if you look at their video, it's quite interesting of what they expect the world to be like in 2030, uh, that you won't own anything. There'll be no property, no possessions. So, interesting uh to imagine that happening in nine years, but that is what they're saying. And these are the people who are very, very influential in world events. So whatever the case may be, we are moving to a different sort of structure of where the U.S. has been a sort of superpower of the world. The world has followed the U.S. dollar is the sort of main currency of the world. And it's very likely within the next decade or so, we'll see that change, especially once Saturn gets to Taurus, which is quite a ways away, several years away. But every time that Saturn goes into Taurus, there is a letting go of an old currency. So this happened with the euro and it's happened with other currencies in the past, the gold standard, where we move away from one way of using currency into a new way. And it's possible it's cryptocurrency. It's possible something digital, very likely something digital. Of course, in many places are not even accepting cash anymore. So we're likely to see that play out, and we're on the precipice of it, especially with Pluto here in Capricorn, 
And that is the transitive revolution, as I've talked about in past episodes, since the American and French Revolution, as when the last time this happened with Pluto and Capricorn. So we are seeing this revolutionary energy that started early in 2020. And it's gone on with the Black Lives Matter movement. It's gone on with the protests, riots, things at the insurrection at the U.S. Capitol. Uh, all of these things are pointing in this direction of transformation of government. The largest protests ever in history are happening right now in India with the farmers protesting the agriculture laws that they put into place there. Massive protests all over the world. A lot of it is not getting mainstream coverage, but it is happening and it is pushing us into this new direction. And that is all happening in Capricorn, which has to do with our structures and our government. And it's transforming. Pluto bringing revolutions and massive changes. But this particular week right now in February, uh, the new moon coming here in Capricorn in Danishta Nakshatra. So again, this stellium hasn't happened since 1962. And now we're getting this sort of push this week into this decade of like this decade of big change. It's already started, but it's even more so coming. It's not going to happen again until March 2081. And it'll be in Aquarius that time. There'll be a stellium there. So that's so far away. Won't even go into that right now. But uh, we have several of these planets are in Shravana Nakshatra, which is the star of learning. And the sun and moon are in Danishta Nakshatra. This is uh, Dan means wealth. Ishta means desired, respected, sacrificed for. Danishta Nakshatra is the rich one. So the star of learning the rich one is focused on wealth and not just money, not just financial wealth, but wealth in all aspects. So people who are born with this nakshatra, just to give you an example, they have the moon in this nakshatra. They typically have good fortune, a lot of resilience, strong character. Uh, some examples of people who have this nakshatra, Uma Thurman. If you haven't seen the movies Kill Bill 1 and 2, that's a really good example of her persistence, her resilience, her strong character. And Conan O'Brien has this, somebody also very resilient, who's been in his business for a long time in late night talk show and writing comedy and overcame a lot of adversity about 10 years ago. H.G. Wells has this in his birth chart, The Moon and Danishta. And he was a very prolific writer. He did the audio telecast, The War of the Worlds, which is really interesting and entertaining if you've never checked that out. And uh, other people that I know personally that I know and I've done readings for who have this tend to be wealthy in every sense of the word, not just financially. Yes, they have that, but also their health. Health is a form of wealth. They're in good health. They're in good spirits, good attitude, good resilience, strong character. So there is this wealth that comes with this nakshatra. At the same time, the symbol for Danisha is an as a drum, like the Indian hand drum. And a drum is hollow. And sometimes it's even, uh, the symbol is a flute. A flute is also hollow. So this is a reminder that all material wealth is empty of meaning. And we can feel empty inside if we focus on that too much. It's all empty of meaning, just like the instrument. And we need that space for the instrument to really work. And this is actually a great time for anything to do with music. So this week, listening to more music, dancing, singing, anything that's sort of playful and fun. Now, in electional 
astrology. So this is sort of like what are the most favorable activities for this nakshatra. So as we go into this week and throughout this week, this is a great time for anything to do with mobility. So physically, that could be moving your joints, staying mobile in your body. Check out the Quiet Mind Yoga membership. I have tons of classes where we do that in pretty much every class. That's one of the things I do every day for myself is move all my joints through their range of motion, uh, keep everything mobile, especially if you're in a colder climate right now. But also anything that moves, like a vehicle. So if you've been thinking about getting a new car, cleaning your car, taking care of your car, servicing your car, I need to do that this week. Uh, bring my car in to get the alignment and uh, oil change. So, you know, these sort of things with vehicles, changing residence, jobs, or major life changes even. So these are mobile changes as well. And one of my friends thinking about moving to Hawaii. Hello, if you're listening. And, uh, you know, I actually have been thinking about that as well to some degree. So I have a friend in Hawaii who's kind of uh, asking me if I would want to move there because I uh, have that option to move in a couple months when my lease is up at my current place. So setting those things in motion right now, but I would not recommend signing contracts on these things. If you are thinking about making a major life change right now, remember Mercury is still retrograde until the 21st. So you can look things out, you can feel things out, you can ask for, you know, reach out to people, you know, any opportunities, this job or this moving or this car thing, anything to do with mobility, you can definitely explore and pursue that. I would just be cautious or extra scrupulous about signing contracts, review everything. If you have a lawyer or accountant or somebody you want to check the details with, do that. Or you just yourself, just review it. Uh, it's likely you're going to miss details. And maybe ask a friend to review something. And then you don't have to go back and rehash it. So I've tested this so many times, you know, bought a computer during a Mercury retrograde, signed contracts during Mercury retrogrades, started projects, and always there is more delays, there's more setbacks, there's more obstacles than you foresee going into it. Because Mercury is the intellect, the buddhi, and we're not always able to see and perceive everything as clearly during the retrograde. It's more of a time of reviewing things. So if you're going to be moving or getting a new car or anything like this, cleaning out your current place, what can you donate? What can you be giving away or selling? Especially uh, with the next transit, I'm going to talk about that in a minute. So maybe you uh, want to travel. Maybe, you know, if you're able to travel where you are, uh, that is also favorable at this time. But again, ideally you've already booked those that, that stuff before Mercury retrograde or you're just kind of planning and thinking about it now and then you'll do it after the retrograde. Ideally, not always the case. Pilgrimages, the beginning of pilgrimage, this is good for that. Planting vegetables, or planting crops, any kind of gardening work is good. And really, because of all the planets in Shravana with uh, Jupiter, Saturn, and Pluto there, uh, Jupiter will move on March 4th. Uh, this is a good time for beginning new ventures, just not signing the contracts, not fully investing in it yet, but getting some perspective on it. It's a great time for counseling, being counseled, or coached, or having a therapy. Uh, Consider buying property to scout things out. Yes, it is good for that. Medical treatment, socializing, learning, studying, studying languages, reading and writing, music. Definitely anything musical is great this week. Philosophy, meditation, always meditation. 
religious activities, humanitarian activities, especially this week. That's all good. And remember, Shravan is the star of learning. So we're talking about wealth this week and learning. So this wealth of wisdom, this is a great time to be learning. As I've talked about, uh, this early part of this year is a great time to be a student of something that you're really interested in. I'll have the uh, Vedic Astrology Mentorship is going on right now, but I'll have another opening possibly in five months, but definitely next year. Uh, so we'll see what the interest is on that. And if you are interested, you can always reach out at jeremy.quietmind. Or if you have things you'd like to see me make, you can always reach out and let me know about that. Uh, but I'll also be doing the yoga teacher training next month. So this is a great time for learning as well. Anything to do with learning. And this is also a good time this week, specifically this week, for any sort of ceremonies, religious ceremonies, music, chanting mantra is a perfect way to work with this energy. Uh, travel again, anything proactive, dealing with your clothes, donating clothes, selling clothes. If you've been thinking about uh, getting some new clothes, this can be a good week for that as well. Uh, things to do with jewelry, uh, designing jewelry. If you're into that, if you want to make, if you know how to make mala beads, that's a fun activity to work with this energy. And uh, anything creative as well, anything to do with creativity. And managing your finances, as always, meditation and yoga, those are daily practices, highly recommended. Now, unfavorable things through March 4th, avoid, if you can, activities involving aggression. And avoid getting into conflicts and fights and lawsuits, legal battles. Avoid taking any big risks or making any big promises or taking oaths, especially because of the... Mercury retrograde, but this is just in general with Shravana influence. It's not a good time for these things. So again, you can scout things out, you can plan, you can project, you can think about things. But if you can wait till late February, early March, even better to really seal the deal on these things, that's even better. And not the best time for lending money, if possible, to not do that this couple weeks ahead through March 4th. And this week specifically, not a great week for marriage. Uh, it's not usually the marriage season. If you already planned it all, it's what, you know, if you're already on that trajectory, then okay. But uh, if you're thinking about suddenly tying the knot with somebody, not the best week astrologically for that. Uh, not the best week for giving up old habits with the Downeastar influence. So if you've been trying to change an old habit, you know, sometimes those things are really tough. They're built into our neural pathways at a certain point where it's harder to stop than it is to just do it. So get support with those things. Have counselor therapy, other practices. Replace the negative habits with ideally social interaction. That's one of the best things we can do. Uh, or a more positive habit instead. But don't beat yourself up about it. Be kind to yourself. Not the best time for the specifically this week for anything that feels like really restrictive, like putting a lot of restriction on yourself. And lastly, Danishta is depicted as a lion, which is resting majestically after a lion's share. So do something to celebrate yourself, especially with the retrograde of Mercury, and do something luxurious for yourself, something you enjoy, especially with Rahu and Taurus right now. Take a bubble bath or uh, use some essential oils. You know, it doesn't have to be expensive or fancy, but something that's like 
Oh, that's a little more luxurious than I usually do. Like, uh, you know, diffusing essential oils or even just putting some drops of lavender on your uh, wrists. You know, something simple like that can make a big difference. Or listening to pleasant music, lighting a candle. But if you can do something more lavish and you want to, go for it and celebrate and enjoy this week a bit. And uh, this is a, a time for sort of celebration and review and reflection and uh, rest, restoration, as I've talked about with the Mercury retrograde in general. And yes, new beginnings are happening. You're moving in a new direction. This is a big turning point in the year, but it's not exactly like all systems go right now. In a couple of weeks, much more so. But right now it's like, okay, I'm getting this inkling to go in this direction. As I've talked about, you might get some sort of insight or intuition today or around these next few days. That's just like, yes, this is the direction to go. Trust that and take small steps, but know that you might not fully be moving all systems go in that direction for a couple of weeks still. Also this week on Friday the 12th, we have sun moving into Aquarius. So it stays there for a month, of course. And... Important practical beginnings are traditionally avoided on the days of a solar ingress. This is when a sign, the sun sign is moving into a new sign. So on that specific day of Friday, that's a good day for the luxury, the nourishing yourself. Because Friday is ruled by Venus. So do something pleasurable for yourself. And yes, think about what you want to move forward with. New direction, the new moon, the day before. It's a powerful transit. It's not going to happen for 60 years. So could look at it as you're starting a 60-year cycle. You're completing an old one, even if you weren't alive 60 years ago, and you're starting a new one, and it's a powerful transit. But today, on, on this day of the Friday, the 12th, uh, sun's moving out of Capricorn. It's going to feel like a relief, likely, for you, and this is the time to find a little bit of levity in your life. And again, the luxurious sort of home spa treatment is a good way to go about this. It's a time also this coming month to face your fears. Is there something you've been avoiding doing? How can you take a little baby step towards that and move in that direction? It's a time to cultivate a sense of self-respect and respect for others. It's a time to recycle, donate, volunteer, self-sacrifice in some way, give back to others, be charitable. If there's a, a, a company or a nonprofit you want to support, uh, you know, every dollar we spend is we're voting with our dollars. What do we want to create in the world? What do we want more of? And we get to choose every time we spend our money. So, what do we want to donate to, support, and how we spend our time? Do we want to volunteer somewhere? Do we want to reach out to somebody? Do we want to help somebody? These are all Aquarius qualities, and the sun brings this amplification, this light, this illumination into that area of our lives. So we can overdo things at times, and we can get burnt out. So we want to be mindful of that. Uh, but overall, it's it's a positive transit. It's a much better placement for the sun, getting out of Aquarius and moving, or getting out of Capricorn, moving into Aquarius. So focus on how you can help others, how you can take care of the environment, how can you give back. Maybe it's even just like cleaning up your own doorstep, as Mother Teresa would say. If we all cleaned up our own doorstep, the whole world would be clean. And that makes a difference. And if there's anything that you want to support as far as causes, this is a great time to do that in the next month. Uh, manage your desires. Know that they can uh, be pretty strong this coming month. And notice if they're ego-based or if they're in service to something bigger than yourself and in alignment with your dharma and your path. 
and choose the ones that really are in alignment for you. This transit as well is a great time for music. So all throughout the next month, if you'd like to play or sing or dance, uh, play an instrument, this is a great time for that. Or even just listening to music, chanting mantras, having meditative music on in the background, or whatever music you enjoy, it's a great time for that as well. So we're going through all of the sun through signs inside of the Vedic Astrology membership right now. You can check it out at quietmindastrology.com. And we've gone through sun through Aries, sun through Taurus, and so on. And we're continuing through all 12 signs. So whatever sign you have for your sun, we'll be covering that. And it's super thorough, deep research. I'm really enjoying it, but wow, it takes a lot of time. And I'm uh, co collecting a lot of quotes, facts, stories, insights from every person I can find with that with that placement in their chart. So I've done this to a degree before, but I've gone as far as I can go. Like I'm just looking up everybody I can find with Sun and Libra and what do they all have in common? What are the things they don't have in common? Uh, what are their strengths? What are their weaknesses? And it's really fun to see, really fascinating stuff. I actually had a uh, a huge collection of charts a while ago and I lost them all. So I had to start over. And this is kind of my motivation to, I'm just gonna collect every chart I can find on each of these signs, each of these placements. And yeah, it's really fascinating stuff. There's some insights that you just really might not expect otherwise if you don't do that level of research. And there's a lot of basic things I can say about Libra or the sun, but when you see how it plays out in someone's life, that's when it really starts to make sense. So I'm doing that inside the Vedic Astrology membership. You can check it out and join right now at quietmindastrology.com. And coming up, I will share a special episode just on Rahu and Rohini and Ketu and Jaisha. So this is the movement of Rahu and Ketu into a new nakshatra on Saturday the 13th. Go back and listen to the episode I did on Rahu and K2 uh, in around September, October 2020, because uh, this is an 18-month transit, so we're now halfway through. And you can listen to that whole episode where I talk about Rahu and K2 in this, in this uh, sign throughout history and how it's playing out. And fascinating stuff, and I've given updates along throughout recent podcasts as well, so you can listen to some of those. But I will do a special episode just on this because it is a big turning point. And Rahu and Ketu take 18 months to change signs. So they're one of the slower moving bodies that we look at. It's uh, the north and south node of the moon. They're shadow planets. And they give us a ton of insight into what we're driven towards and materially have this insatiable desire for and what is our spiritual calling with Ketu. So fascinating stuff. I'll go into that in more detail in an episode coming up soon. Uh, but then I'll join you again next week here on the Quiet Mind Astrology Podcast. Thank you for listening. Please take a moment, just a minute, to write a review if you're enjoying this podcast. It helps us reach more people, and it means a lot. And if you have any requests, feedback, or comments for future episodes, I'd love to hear. Go to uh, Instagram, at jeremy.quietmind, where you can message me directly. And let me know if you have any questions or feedback. And finally, you can schedule a reading right there at quietmindastrology.com as well and uh, find a time that works for you. All right, thank you for listening. Hope you have a great week ahead and I look forward to sharing more with you next week on the Quiet Mind Astrology Podcast.